Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Movies in Focus podcast. I'm Niall Brown. Sam and Kate is a heartfelt dramedy from director Darren Legallo. It's a low-key piece, which features a collection of performances from its cast. Dustin Hoffman, Sissy Spacek, Jake Hoffman, Skylar Fisk and Henry Thomas. They all manage to cover a range of emotions, delivering plenty of light-hearted moments amongst the very honest, dramatic beats. Aside from the well-honed screenplay, Sam and Kate is notable because it not only features the pairing of Hoffman and Spacek, but because Jake Hoffman is the son of the graduate star, while Fisk is the daughter of the acclaimed Badlands actress. Darren the Gallo, Skylar Fisk and Henry Thomas all joined the Movies in Focus podcast to talk about their time working on the film. The Gallo discussed the film's long gestation period and how it came to star two Hollywood greats and their offspring. Fisk discussed working with her mother as well as her musical career and Thomas touched on everything from his upcoming projects to the pros and cons of streaming versus theatrical releasing. These are wide-ranging discussions and as always I hope you enjoy what we had to talk about. First up here's my conversation with Darren the Gallo. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. No, um, I really, really enjoyed the film. I I was blown away by it. I, I thought it was just a really heartfelt, well-acted, well-written movie. So I, I thought it was great. Thank you. Really. Thank you. Thanks. And it was a film from the way I, sort of watching it as a viewer, I, there seems to be a lot of kind of emotional honesty in it. Is that something that you've you've written from the heart or is it a totally fictional piece or how did it come about? Uh, it's well, it's a combination, I would say, because it originated from, you know, I grew up in the Bible Belt in Texas. And so some of this, it's not autobiographical, but it's definitely lifted. There's memories, experiences, moments uh, that were lifted. And then once I had the cast, uh, we started working on their characters' backstories and, you know, um, getting into kind of a collaborative space. <clears throat> to further develop the script and so what you saw is like collective truths and I mean you, you talked about the cast there to say it's a fantastic cast is sort of doing it a major disservice how did that happen how did you get Sissy Spacek Dustin Hoffman and then their children to play their own children in the film how does that all happen well it was pretty wild because when I wrote it I didn't have that in mind um and then <clears throat> we had had <clears throat> Dustin was involved in a different cast and then uh and that was back in 2019 and then that cast didn't quite uh we we lost that cast and then so orion williams when we were searching for uh who was going to play sam he brought up jake and jake had been on the list and went back and looked at him so jake came out and the minute he sat down in front of me i was like oh my gosh it's like i wrote this role for this guy and he just happens to be dustin's son <laughs> which was amazing. And, you know, I'd asked us, I was like, how do you feel about working with your son? He was like really excited about the idea. And then, uh, you know, Sissy being from uh, Texas and, and I just knew that she kind of, it felt right. And then Dustin and, and Jake were wanted, had, had mentioned her as well. And we were all on the same page. And then my wife mentioned Skylar and, you know, we'd seen Skylar on a law and order years ago. She was just crushing the episode. We're like, who is this actress? And we looked her up and we're like, oh, Sissy Space. Oh, okay. And then she'd gone on to make music. And she's a really talented singer, beautiful voice. Uh, and she's had a, quite a, a good career uh, singing. And 
so when that came around, you know, Amy was like, you should really look at, at Scott Afri Kate. It just it was this weird serendipitous way how they all kind of, how it all came together, which I didn't plan on. But once they all got together and committed to it and were excited about it, uh, we knew it was something going to be something special, you know? And when you're in the middle of that, where you've got sort of parents and children, do you, is the job as director a very different job? Is it almost like a, a family counselor? How does, how does it work when you're <laughs> you're dealing with that? Because it's not, not like regular actors. Yeah, you know, um, I think to my benefit, being my first time directing, I think there's you know there's already embedded truths with it with with them as they come. You know, um, that you can't as good as an actor as you could be. There's just something that you know you, they're your actual kids. So you, I think that's kind of great that they had that there um i to be honest with you i they were well behaved they all got <laughs> they all got on they all got in pretty well and i mean if they had any kind of uh you know whether it's familial you know how it is with our parents you might be like ah oh, please don't you're however it is uh that stuff just kind of filtered into the film which was a lot of fun you know um so fortunately every, everybody got along um and i don't think we had a whole lot of time Four to, I mean, it was, we shot in 20 days, so we didn't have nice. a whole lot of time for, yeah, for shenanigans. Well, that's a, that's a tight, I mean, obviously the independent realm is very different from studio filmmaking, but 20 days is tight for the, presumably the, there's a lot of dialogue in the script that you've got to get through. Yeah, it was tight. It was tight. And it was, it was tough um, being <clears throat> on that schedule. And, you know, I'd actually lost a few days when I got to the location, which was like, oh, we had like 23 or something. And then we, I remember them coming and going, oh, you only have 20 days. And I was like, uh, I was grateful that I'd had so much time in the, in the, in the couple of years leading up to the film with the cast via Zoom, via, um, you know, on the phone, talking about their characters, uh, the script ever evolving, uh, you know, wanting to integrate more of, uh, I just wanted them once they arrived on set, I wanted their, I wanted them to feel as rooted and implanted into the characters as they possibly could. You know, um, you've just mentioned, you know, sort of talking with them over Zoom. Did, did you do much rehearsal for the film? You know, obviously in the lead up or was it just sort of boom, you're on set? Yeah, you know, um, we, there were times where we would be working on scenes. I do recall one time where I was on the phone with Dustin and Jake and we were talking about it. And then Dustin kind of clicked in. He said something like, yeah, blah, blah. he said, mark something. And I remember Jake going, oh my gosh, that, oh dad, that was like Bill, you know? So that kind of stuff was fun. But rehearsal wise, we didn't, you know, we would run, we, because it was so fast paced, um, we would get to set uh, and we would, we would have a, a little bit of rehearsal, but I mean, it was tough on the actors, but not much, you know, not much. Um, I think the benefit was that they are mother, that they're, they're actually, yeah. you know, they are related. So I think, out of uh, away from set i i know they all had lots of conversations and were able to kind of work together and and um get on similar pages and they all showed up to work they were all really excited about it and um yeah they showed up so we were able to really make our days because of you know the dedication they had to it well you you're, you've made an independent film but you've got two kind of huge stars and sort of the the hollywood system has changed so Kind of the independent films like Sam and Kate tend to be more character driven. Were they very much happy to be doing a smaller film as opposed to something that was like a studio picture? 
I mean, I, I can't speak for them, but I can actually, you know, I can speak to their, I, uh, to their hearts in it. You know, I, no one, I think when it comes to these independent films, because they're so character, you know, this is in this one in particular, uh, it's a character piece. And I think, um, I think there was a draw to that for all of them, not only that they were going to get to work with their kids, but that the characters, there was, you know, each of them are layered. There's a, there's a lot of layers in there. And I think as an actor that that's exciting to, uh, to get in there and be like, okay, why is this person, why are they, why do they have these walls up? What is, you know, uh, and how did that manifest in certain ways? And that kind of discussion is a lot of fun. I think, you know, knowing that they're going into this and it's not a big uh, studio picture, um, there's freedom in that too, you know, as, as tough and as, as tight as it is with money schedule wise, there's freedom in getting to, to dig into a, a character and explore them in, in a way that you, 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 there might not be this, the same kind of depth as a big studio film, you know? Um, but I don't know, you probably have to ask the actors about that one too. <laughs> well, as, as a first time director, what's it, you know, how did the film come about with you going, right, obviously you developed the script, you, you want to direct it. What's it like being a first time director and then having to deal with Dustin Hoffman and Sissy Spacek in your cast? It must be quite intimidating to an extent or was it freeing knowing that they're there? Uh, yeah, you know, <clears throat> initially I, I do remember when, you know, Dustin, when he first read it, his, his agent uh, liked it for him and then he read it and, and liked it. And I just remember telling his agent, I was like, listen, I'm a first time director. I know I'm sure he has questions, concerns. I want to lay any of those to rest. So let's let, I want, I'd love to have a lunch meeting with him. And sure enough, we had a meeting and he sat down with me. He's like, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> and I was like, well, hopefully I have all the answers. And I think, uh, and you know, it was, it was uh, similar with, with uh, when Sissy and Skylar came on, they'd been looking for something to do together. And this, I think this checked a lot of the boxes for them. Um, and as far as being a first time director, I think the luxury, I don't know if that's the right word. I think it was a gift to have the time that I had before we actually landed on set with them. Because I, during those conversations, I had several meetings with Dustin. And I think it was after, it might've been like the second or third meeting I had with him. It was great because we would talk about the character and then we would talk about our personal lives and our relationships and our relationships with our fathers. And, the, and it would interweave and it was really nice just kind of digging into who these people were. Uh, and I think at a certain point I was like, I know how I'm going to talk. I know, I think I know I'm going to direct him, which was a weird thing to think with when it comes to, to somebody like him. Um, but if I thought about it too much, I think I'd get a little overwhelmed to be honest with you. So I just had put my head down and um, it was always just about the characters. It was always about character story, where they were coming from. Uh, and just being kind of super grateful that it was like I stepped onto the basketball court with like some of the best basketball players and you're only going to get better. Right. Um, so uh, I think the confidence came as well that I wrote it. I really knew the story. I really, really knew. And I think even at one point, Dustin, it was like maybe our second or third meeting. He looked at me and he was like, you really know this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It was the, I think that was why I was able to walk into a room with him and, and with Sissy and these other uh, incredible actors uh, and to know, I really knew the story. And I mean, obviously you're very passionate about the artistic side of it and writing the script, directing it, but presumably when you're in the in independent realm, you've got to have a business head on as well. 
which very much I would imagine clashes with the artistic temperament. How, do, how does that work? I, I, I was really fortunate to have two incredible producers working with me and, and uh, Ben Shields Catlin and Orion Williams. Uh, and they were super uh, invested in the, in the story and, and protective of it and knew kind of what my vision was for it. And so when it came to business that they were able to really, they were good. And I was a producer on it as well, but they were able to filter um, some of the business stuff that may have been too distracting as from the creative. So I was really fortunate that I had two really like incredible producers that were like my kind of right hand guys that helped facilitate that stuff. So they kind of, they kind of blocked all the problems coming your way. So you could, you could focus on the, as many as they could. I mean, I think part of like being a, and, and that I discovered one of the things was, is that it's on a daily basis, multiple times a day, you're a creative problem solver because problems can, whether you're losing a location, you're supposed to shoot at the next day, which happened. Um, and it, it, just stuff like that, like, like issues, problems would arise that, if you weren't in the right mindset could completely throw you off track. But my mind was always like, okay, if it's not meant to be, if we're not meant to be at that particular uh, location for the scene, it forced me to, to become even more of a creative problem solver. And the best way I'm like, well, if you can't do that, then let's figure out a way to get this to where we need to be. And fortunately I had other location people that were, that were doing, everybody was, you know, impassioned and, and, you know, and no one was making a lot of money on this stuff. So everybody was leading with their heart. Um, and so I think I was really fortunate that I had something that spoke to people and the crew. So they were willing to, to fight for everything we could, but yeah, creative problem solving. That's it. I mean, it must be a very long day to be a, a director in an independent film where, you know, obviously your producer as well. So you, you, you're doing your, your shooting probably 15, 16 hours a day. What, what was a day like for you? How long does that last, you know, for, over the course of the 20 days? Yeah, it, it, I tried not to get ahead of myself. I really, honestly, I would just focus on each moment when we were in it. I, if I get too far ahead of myself, I would miss out what was happening in that particular moment. So I had to really be present, present. And just as things came to me, deal and, you know, compartmentalize certain things, some things that would be addressed with right there. But I, I really did my best to kind of stay in each present moment um, because you kind of have to, you have to make sure that uh, you're staying on track. You know, everybody's focusing on their characters and you're focused on that too, but you're also focused on the arc of the whole story and going, dude, does this track, you know, cause clearly you're shooting stuff out of order. So uh, yeah, I, I did my best to stay present within each every moment and not get too far ahead of myself. And you, you've said you've, you've been working on this. Obviously, you wrote it several several years ago. You, you shot it. You're now releasing it. You know that must be very fulfilling now that you've 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 created it basically two or three times where you wrote it, you shot it, you edited, did the editing. What's it like now for having it going out into the world as your directorial debut? I'm really excited. I, I, it's overwhelming. Um, it's a bit surreal. Like the whole experience has been pretty surreal that you, you get used to, I've been in LA for 27 years now and you get real used to know and for things not to work out. So to have something actually really work out and on this kind of scale is, 
I mean, it's, I, I'm so grateful it's, but it's, but it's a bit overwhelming. It's a bit wild. Um, did, I don't know if I answered all of your question. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, it, it, that's probably what it feels like where it, it's just sort of, yeah. it's crazy that the journey's over, I'd imagine, you know? Yeah, no, I'm happy to have it at this point. Yeah. To, to get it out there. I'm, we ju I just read Deadline. We just won the Austin Film Festival Audience Award. Really? Which, Congratulations. Thank you. And it was so exciting. I think that was my favorite thing. And I can't wait to kind of sneak into some theaters and watch it with people to see the audience and have the audience react to things. I've seen it so many times. I still know where I feel certain things, but I've seen it so many times. I have no idea. I have no perspective of like what's going to get a laugh and what's not. And so that was really fun to have like laughs happen when you didn't expect it. And we were all, you know, people we look at each other and we go, oh my gosh, that was such a great reaction. That's so much fun. So I, I feel um, I'm, I'm happy to be able to release. I, I was ready, I'm ready to be able to release. And then, you know, I'll personally me, I'm just how I am. I always have things that I look at and go, I could have, you know, and just for the next one, I could have done it. Ah, I missed. That was what editing was really tough. Editing was painful. You know, the layout, as we got into the latter parts of it, because I was like, oh, I could have had this. I could have done that. Why did I miss that? You know, one of those things. But um, for the next, for the next time. And just to wrap things up, speaking of the next time, what, what have you got coming up? Uh, I am working on, uh, I'm rewriting a psychological thriller that I want to shoot. Um, I love that genre. It's very different from this. Um, and I think that's kind of where my head's at is I kind of think I'm going to, I have like a list of things that I want to do, uh, some other projects. Um, and hopefully I get to do it with as many people that I worked on this uh, with. We had quite a great uh, crew and team. Uh, but yeah, I love that genre. I love yeah. horror films. I love it. And um, so this one will be like a psychological thriller, you know. And that's hopefully shooting next year, I'd imagine, or? And that's my hope. That's my hope. I think the first draft, I mean, my, my you know, we set our, we set our deadlines for ourselves. But my, this, this first draft I, I meant to have done, before, like once we come out of the holidays, I'll have stuff for my guys to read. And yeah, uh, you know, fingers crossed, uh, I'd be, really excited to do this again and to take what I've learned from this experience and apply it to the next film, you know? Well, Darren, I, I can't wait to see it. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed Sam and Kate and I, I really mean that. I thought it was great writing, great performances. And I thought it was a very touching movie that totally had me captivated. So I, I really, really loved it. Thank you so much for saying that. It means so much. That's the, that's the win. Yeah, right? that's the well, winner. I'm glad, and I, I, I truly mean that, and I really am looking forward to the next one. So, so thank you so much, and thank you for your time. Absolutely, thanks for having me, and thank you again for checking out the film and and for um, having me on this. Well, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Take care. And now here is my chat with Skylar Fisk. Can you hear that out the window? <laughs> I can't know. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> it sounds There's like so blower like a leaf blower or something <laughs> that always happens when you do these things you, you hear everything out the window with so much more clarity because you're expecting it to pick up on the mic where are you from um well i'm from ireland i'm in ireland so cool i love ireland i obviously have some irish roots but i also did a movie there when i was 13 right. in dublin it was called my friend joe Right. And um, I think it was a German production company that did it, but it was um, such a fun, I was there for a few months in the summer and um, 
it was a, I had my first kiss on that movie and it was really fun. Yeah. You, you saw Ireland in the best months then, the summer when, when the was shining. It's, it's beautiful, yeah. I'd like to go back now, like as an adult, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great place. I, I lived in England for years, so I'm relatively recently moved back. So it's it's good to be back home. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> yes, well, thank you. And thank you for joining me today to talk about Sam and Kate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, do you know what? I, I really loved the film. And I was speaking with Darren, the director, last week. And I was talking about how much sort of I, I thought it was so poignant, so heartfelt. So I, I, I really thought it was fantastic. Thank you. I'm so happy. Um, how did the film come into your life? How did it come about? It came about um, a few years before we filmed it, or maybe two years before we filmed it. And it came to me and my mom at the same time. And at that point, uh, Dustin and Jake were already attached. So the whole idea, like just, just the idea, before I even read the script, just the whole premise and the people attached was very exciting to me. So then reading the script and I was very moved um, emotionally by the script and yeah of course getting the getting the chance to work with my mom and Jake is an old friend so it just was like all the things made me so excited to get to collaborate. What's it like working with your mother yeah because obviously you're you've got your baggage from being at home and you're also on a professional platform what, what's that like for you and for her if you can sort of imagine? It was really, it was really great. It was really fun. We're really close in our real lives. And so it was nice to just get, you know, we were just got to be around each other, but it was work. It was, it was, you know, I think anytime you get to do what you love with people you love, it's like, you know, the ultimate, you know, living the dream truly. But it was fun on so many levels. You know, we have, our, our relationship is based in trust. So there was, I felt there was an ease to it you know I felt very free as far as we could kind of try anything but also she's just such an incredible actress that you know she would everything she was giving me was so deeply based in truth and authenticity and I just felt it you know she got me there it was like we were just there I was just reacting you know what she was giving me yeah, I mean, because that must be quite strange because, I mean, like I said, it's a very heartfelt film with a lot of kind of family issues at its core. And it must be strange for you to be acting opposite your mother who's giving you kind of these very heartfelt moments uh, filled with passion that are, you know, about serious things. Does, does that sort of tap into your sort of the actress within you so you can portray that? Or is it just coming from you being her daughter? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little of both. I mean, it definitely taps us into like real things that we feel, I think, in our own relationship. But of course, Tina and Kate's relationship is very different than my mom and my relationship in real life. But, you know, it was it was cool getting to watch this film because in the moment, of course, I was feeling everything and feeling what my mom was giving me. But sometimes, you know, but seeing it in the film, and seeing like her close-ups, you know, and seeing uh, everything all together while not being actually in the scene, just getting to watch it was just so cool because, I mean, she has such nuance to, to her performance and it's just, I was feeling it. I felt like I was right there along with the ride too. It really moved me. So I, yeah. 
And working with Dustin and Jake Hoffman, what was that like? Because obviously Dustin is another sort of acting legend. Kind of having the opportunity to play scenes with him must have been fun. It was so fun. And, you know, he's just, they're all, all of us are, I really felt like we bonded. I felt like, you know, we were there. It was a low budget, very quick shoot. We were there. We only shot for 20 days, which for this, I mean, that's very quick. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we were all, it felt like we were a team and we, we, I really felt supported by, by everybody. And I felt like we had each other's backs. You know, if there was a scene where it wasn't working for one of us and we'd talk about it, everyone would be like, let's figure it out. That's, that's okay. You know, like it doesn't always work the first time. So let's, you know, and yeah, it just, it made it feel very, very collaborative and really comfortable and Overall, I would say that the vibe on set was just really nice and calm and it really supported our creativity, you know. And some of that must have come from, from Darren because he obviously acts as well as he's, he's written this and he's directing it. So what did he bring as a director and was that any different from other directors you've worked with? I mean, you know, what I would say about Darren is he what was cool for this movie because it was pushed for a while because of the pandemic we had a couple of years before we started shooting to really collaborate and talk about these characters you know over the phone or over zoom and we would talk about the dialogue and their backstories and and work out scenes and so that was a real benefit i would say from the pandemic as a whole but you know on the day when we were filming darren let he listened to our instincts and he listen to our concerns and if something didn't feel right you know he, we talked about it and he was open to really letting us sort of run with it you know so to speak which I, I really appreciate and which I've you know isn't always the case but I really felt like he understood that it was that we were all sort of this team working together and, and I appreciated his you know I appreciated his trust in me. And I mean, that trust must have built up, like you said, it had been delayed for quite a while. So you were doing these Zoom calls and having conversations. Presumably you, you get to know somebody on a daily basis. So when you do get to set, does that sort of alleviate a lot of the fears rather than just appearing one day and sort of having to work with people? Yeah, I mean, that really was a part of it. You know, I, I think there was, you know, because yeah, Darren and I hadn't met in person until we started filming, but we had had such a long, you know, relationship, you know, friendship, relationship, working relationship over the phone that it felt very comfortable. And he's like, you know, he gives off a very, as I'm sure talking to him, you felt like a very comfortable, easy going vibe, which is just such a nice place to start when you're working on a film. Yeah. That's it. And one where you've got to tap into so many kind of emotions because there's a lot of comedy in the film there, there's drama so it, it really does sort of you know run the gamut of of having to sort of you know work you as an actor I would think right right exactly and you, you're also a musician so and you, you sort of there's a performance in the film as well so what's what's it like being sort of a double threat and how did sort of the the singing within the film come about was that something that you brought to it or Darren had already had there or how did that work? So when I got the script, uh, it was it was written in the script that Kate uh, writes a song and 
plays it um, for Sam in the movie. And I couldn't believe it because I, you know, I was like, I can, I want to write this song. <laughs> you know, I feel like I know what this song should be and I want to be the one to write it. I felt very protective of what that song was to be just when I read the, the first draft of the script. So um, it wasn't long after I read the script that I wrote the song, um, Darren didn't like come up, like out, outright ask me like, would you like to also write the song? But I just felt like I had to, and I wanted to. And so I, and I was moved to, I didn't even, I, I was just sitting down at my mom's house one day at the piano and it just sort of like, I'd been thinking about it because I, the script was really in my brain and I, yeah, I just, I wrote it um in like I, like 2020 October of 2020 and then I ha I had this little voice memo that I had recorded on my phone and I was like scared a little bit <laughs> to send it to Darren because you know it was it was just a scary thing to share so but anyway I finally did share it and he loved it and and it was yes. a great song and it's a per beautiful way to sort of end the film you know as it goes along so and it's available I would say if anyone um is interested in listening to it it's called life after and it's um available anywhere you buy and stream music online yep so. and I, I highly recommend it to anyone who uh who, who watches the film or is wanting to watch the film because it's, it's a great track thank you and in the script did it just say the character sings a song you know it's a kid sings or was there any sort of said, i can't remember it that i should i should go back to the original i think it just said something that she sings a song that she had written and that it basically opened up herself to um, Sam finally, sort of expressing everything that she had been holding back and and sort of explaining, you know, her life up until meeting him and then her life after. And uh, of course that's the title of the song, Life After. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't specific, but sort of. Yeah, it was sort of the, the emotion. Definitely about their relationship and her life and, you know, that kind of stuff. And sort of you're a singer-songwriter and an actress, you, and you've now combined both. Um, which do you prefer? Do you love both equally? How does that work for you being a creative artist? Tell, tell me about that part of your life. I really like both of them. They're... I. I always say like whatever I'm doing in that particular moment is my favorite thing. So when I was shooting this film, that was my favorite thing. When I'm in the studio recording, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> I just like doing both things. Um, move, doing acting, I guess, was, was more of um, something that I proactively was trying to have a career in, you know, and the music career sort of happened more accidentally. I was just sort of doing that on my own. And then it, one thing led to another. And, I was playing shows and then people wanted to have a recording of the songs to listen at home. And anyway, it was just kind of an accidental career, I'd say. But they both really, you know, there's a lot of downtime with acting, so I can do music sort of independently. And, and presumably really the music was something that you got to work on and I would think right during the pandemic when everything was was shut down. So you, you've probably had a lot of, of time to, to sort of have that creative output. It's been a really nice time. In fact, I just put out um, a new full-length record called We Could Be All Right. Um, that's been many years coming, but um, but it's out now and I'm so excited to share it. 
So you've got a film out, you've got an album out. You're, you're obviously very busy. So what's what's next on top of all that? Have you are you working on more music? Another film? How's that? Yes and yes. Um, I'm working on more music always, and I'm excited to. Um, first, I just want everyone to hear this new record that came out, and then there'll be more music after. But I'm always writing, and um, and then some other acting projects also in the works. So nothing yet that's that I can really say about that. that that's always the way. Everybody, uh, <laughs> nobody wants to jinx it until uh, everything's right. Signed. Right. That's, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you've worked with your mother. Presumably that was a, a career long ambition for you. Is it something you want to do again? Is it just something that if the material's right, how, how will that work? Yeah, I mean, I would, I mean, I loved working with her. I cherished the whole project for that reason. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, I would love to work with her again, of course. I mean, on anything, but I don't know. I think in this sort of mother-daughter role, I feel like, it's not something that you just do over and do over and do over. It's yeah. like, this was really our moment for that. And it, and I'm really proud of how it turned out and grateful for it. And um, I don't know, we'll see. I would love to do something else in some, who knows? It would have to be the right thing, of course. And, it, you know, but, um, but we just had a blast working together. Well, that's, I mean, it, as a film viewer and somebody who watched it, it it's a great film. And as a performer and somebody who was had the opportunity to work with, you know, your, your mother and for, for Jake and Dustin, it must have been like gold arriving on your doorstep to think, you know, that's that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was special. It was really special. And it was fun, too, because, you know, Jake and I were in such a similar experience. We're, we're playing the child of our actual amazing actor parents in a movie that is about our characters. and. You know, there's a lot that comes with that. It's um... that's it, and two great, two great actors as well. Which is, you know, it's, you know, you're you're not only working with your parents, both of you, but you're you're working with two of the greats, you know, from from all time, really, you know. So, which was really cool, and they were so like, I don't know, they were just they they wanted, they were just, I don't know what the word is, lovely, amazing, generous. Um, you know, so, so wonderful to work with in that way, like on a professional level, you know, just like a really amazing experience that I will never, ever get over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it was as good for you to, to, to make it as it was for, for me as an audience member. Like I said, I, I thought it was a fantastic film. I told Darren that, so I've taken up enough of your time now. So I, uh, can I just say thank you for, for chatting with me? And again, thank you for, you know, making the movie because I really did think it was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for watching it. I'm so glad you were moved by it and, and you liked it. Yeah, no, it's it's such a breath of fresh air compared to all the sort of the big boom, bangy comic book things. So, so thank you. And finally, here is my conversation with Henry Thomas. Hello. How are you, Neil? I'm good. Nice to to speak with you online, Henry. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for uh, thanks for chatting with me. No, no. Do you know what? it's it's an honor because I, I really love the film. In fact, I was talking to um, Skyler and Darren about it, and it's it's sort of I I thought it was sort of a, a stunning little family drama that sort of captures so much. So it's, oh. it's a pleasure. 
That's great. Well, I'm I'm glad you like the film. Uh, you know, I I met Darren through my friend Orion Orion Williams, a producer on the film, one of my oldest friends, and we met about seven or eight years ago. And Orion said, "Darren's from your hometown in San Antonio, Texas," and I said wow that's amazing and i love this script it's great and he said yeah well really want you to play a role in it and then seven years went by <laughs> and uh you know it took on a whole new life with uh sissy's involvement and dustin coming on board and then uh skyler and 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 jake playing those roles, you know, together with their parents. I mean, that's, a, or, or their, you know, one of their parents anyway. And um, were you, you always set for your role or had, had things sort of changed around? No, uh, in the beginning, uh, Darren approached me and he was like, I want you to play Sam. Uh, but this was almost a decade ago, you know? So yeah. it was like, it, it almost made sense then, but I was still like, oh, I'm a little long in the tooth for this role but uh, uh it but it kind of made sense for the character because he's sort of a failure to launch guy um but i was ultimately uh in this incarnation i was ultimately uh totally more well suited for ron of texas yeah yeah which is a great role i mean you could easily pass it off as comic relief which it is, but it's it's also a sort of another kind of heart to the film, if that makes sense. Where, yeah, well, it, I think he's a foil for Sam to kind of, you know, show the life Sam could possibly have if he just sticks around and muddles through like like Ron does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, Ron loves it, and he has a great life sort of he's a little lonely but he you know he's he's there to show the audience and to show sam you know the dangers and pitfalls of you know never leaving your hometown well that's it it's it's almost as if if, if you took ron and you stuck him in a different movie he could be the main star of that you know almost like a you know a, a comedic stoner film where you know yeah yeah it would work just, yeah he's just sort of waded into a, a romantic family drama <laughs> well darren darren said darren said that he's he's gonna pitch a, a an idea of a spin-off series just called ron just about ron because we had endless ammunition for uh improv things you know when we were doing these scenes with ron on the couch and the you know the joints and the yeah. guitars and I, I can totally see that because I mean obviously there seems to have been a lot of improv on set. Yeah. I mean, how much did you shoot and how much was it that whittled down to? Well, I mean, I I only saw you know a, a few days worth of of the antics. I I don't know what happened with uh, with Jake and 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 Darren when I wasn't there. But uh, but I think for the most part, we kept it all 
pretty much contained you know it was it was living in it was living in a very uh finite world so any improv was just to kind of maybe pick up some gaps in in the logistics or 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 whatever you know there's always something yeah you get it from the page onto the set and you're like oh the, wait the ashtray is over there uh suddenly oh this changes everything but uh you know the great thing about darren and working with him on this was he was so into finding new new ideas and new things within the scenes and the pace of being on on the set because i came from working on um uh i think the fall of the house of usher on for netflix you know in in vancouver and it was like bam 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 every day you know 12 14 hour days and then i came to this kind of languid relaxed set where we were making a nice little family art film um and that was really refreshing and how was that for you stepping into what is effectively a mother and daughter and a father and son making a film. Did you feel like an outsider or how did, how did that feel for you? Well, no, I, I didn't. And I'll tell you why. Uh, it's because the first film that I ever did, my intro into being an actor was a film called Raggedy Man in 1980, 81. And that was starring Sissy Spacek and directed by her husband, Jack Fisk. Yes. Uh, who's Skylar's dad. So I've known about Skylar all her life and I've known her parents um, pretty much all my life. And it was wonderful to, it really brought a feeling of bringing my career full circle for, for me personally. Uh, having a scene with her was great. And being on set and being a part of of that really, uh, it it really felt special. Also, Darren being from my hometown, um, and working with my friend Orion, it, it just it was a nice feeling on set. And and now it's great that the film is being received so uh, so well. Well, that's it. I mean, the re re reviews have been great. You've won awards. It's been, you know, sort of really kind of so well handled especially in a time where everything's very much big blockbusters and yeah to have something that's intimate like this is it's so refreshing it must be great for you as an actor it's great it's wonderful it's great to have something in the theater yeah. and it's lovely that audiences are receptive to films like this i think it's very telling and i think it uh you know, it would pay dividends for the uh, the people to pay attention to that, uh, the people that are financing films, because I think audiences are craving more personal, heartfelt things. Well, that's it. I think everything's been stretched to the limit with as far as and as big as films can go. And like you said, I mean, you've just worked for Netflix and they're, they're kind of more story driven in a lot of their things, you know, especially a lot of the stuff that you've done for them with you know well sure because i think it's about making a bunch of content right 
It's about, yeah. you know, keeping the the larder full so that, you know, people aren't bored. Um, but, you know, if you if you see a full feed trough every day, you know, eventually you're going to get tired of the cereal. I mean, it's just, uh, right. So, I mean, I think for entertainment, especially, you know, variety is the, is the spice of life. And if you want to have, uh, if you want to have audiences, you have to kind of change it up, uh, now and again. Right. We can't we can't all be wearing tights and going to the gym all the time. No, and that's I mean, because Salmon Kid, I think, is a, a perfectly brilliant 90-minute film. You've also been in some of the the best long form TV I've seen, you know, with the, oh, the thanks. you know, Hunting of Hill House, Midnight Mass. I mean, that's just phenomenal. But it's good to have both, you know, as yeah, you know. Yeah, and I like I I like going to the theater you know i miss that it's it's fun and it's a wonderful experience you know it's a fun night out well that's it i mean and it must be fun for you as an actor to kind of go right it's a three-week job or it's four weeks rather than it's a several month commitment to do a series is that yeah right? yeah uh, it is i mean the the long the long hauls are kind of, uh, you know, destructive to your, <laughs> to your life outside of work, but um, especially like, you know, when you're flying to whatever location offers the best tax break, usually, you know, wherever that is, um, you know, if that's Romania, then there you go. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if it's set in uh, colonial, uh, uh, New England, you know, we're going to film it in Bucharest. Uh, that's the nature of the beast. So, yeah, it is great to be a part of something that's kind of small and contained and, you know, it's going to be seen by, you know, it's going to find its audience, right? That's the weird thing also with streaming is, you know, it's just out there and they control all the numbers and everything. So it's kind of a strange... You know, I remember going to the theater to see films that I uh, that I was in that were out in the theater. I would go to see them with an audience so that I could see what they thought of them. And you know, you can't really do that. No, I, and that's the thing, and, and it's nice sort of measured in sort of hours watched or whatever it might be, which is it's very different where you can kind of go well. They sold X amount of tickets on a Friday night, you know, whereas. Yeah. When it's probably, you know, like, you know, did you watch my show? Yeah, I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, I watched. Uh, which part? Yeah, I think I saw that part. I'm not sure because I was I was looking at some stuff, you know. That's it. Everybody's sort of obsessed with, with everything else that's going on. So it, it is great to sort of sit down. I mean, and I mean, I, I will admit I, I watched this on my TV, but I was totally sort of dedicated to, to watching the, the entire thing as opposed to doing my washing up or whatever it might have been. At the right, same I know it's, but it's strange, isn't it? It's like, it's not necessarily a formality of being in the theater. It's just, you, you, you really are just 
in there to watch and that's the sole yeah. purpose of it and you know and because it's a semi-public kind of forum i guess you behave yourself and you don't talk but in my house whenever we watch something everybody's always talking i can't yeah you know, it's like rewinding and saying guys <laughs> what did he say well that's it you know and if you're doing that as an actor you know then you can imagine what somebody that's in a you know a family of five or six is doing with kids running around the place <laughs> yeah um, focus on something yeah it's it's funny but it's so rewarding for me to be doing an interview about this film that I was a part of last year and and to know that it's in theaters now I mean that's that's great like as an actor this is this is like the best feeling I know but that's it you know you you know that it's on the big screen the visuals work you know the close-ups are close-ups yeah you're not worried about somebody watching it on a phone it's a proper film as opposed to like you said before content you know yeah yeah my work could be nominated for an academy award now because it's on a, it's it's on the big screen you see <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> well you never know do you know what the performances in the film they're all great you know there's it's mine especially see i'm starting my campaign now right mine well is... here we go henry thomas for a, a supporting actor <laughs> Just behave yourself at the Academy Awards. And Best cameo. Best cameo. Extended cameo. Yeah. Extended <laughs> cameo. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's funny because it's like uh, you know you, you it's just a special feeling because it's such a drag trying to get a movie made and trying to get people to throw money at you and and let you go make something for a few weeks with a crew. And the fact that Orion and uh, Darren and, you know, the other producers got, got this going and, and it's having a life. It's, it's so nice. It's such well, a good feeling. And that's one of the things I was just about to ask you, you, you've had a career where you've wor worked on films that have every budget, big budget, small budget, medium budget, TV with big budgets. What's it like working in the independent arena today where things, it's such a shifting sort of world? It's interesting because the film set itself hasn't changed. It's always the same. It's just more people or less people more trucks or fewer trucks. Uh, but on set, it always looks the same and it always feels the same. Uh, it's just, you have more obstacles when you have less money. So the food isn't as nice. The accommodations aren't as nice. Um, you usually only have like, half a change of wardrobe and you have to supplement it with your own shoes and pants and things like this. But the reward is moments like this, right? Where you feel like you and a team of other rebels, you know, engaged in guerrilla filmmaking and 
made it through the hurdles and you know people can see it now so whatever that's worth it 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 feels pretty good well that's it it feels like sort of making it's one challenge getting it shown is another and you've achieved both of those tasks so that's like you know all, all good <laughs> yeah and it's nice because it's nice because i know all of these people too and i count the, the many among them as friends you know and and before my involvement, many more of them as friends after my involvement with this. So it's nice when good things happen for good people and I hope it continues to keep happening. And you've, you've just mentioned, I, I know sort of we're, we're running on here, um, you were filming sort of the House of Usher, which is presumably coming up next year. What what else have you got in the pipeline? What's uh... Uh, Other than that, I have a, I have a film that I've signed on to do um, in the first quarter of next year that's called The Stage. And it's sort of about a, you know, a magician uh, who performs on stage. And I'm really excited about that. But it's another independent uh, thing you know it's independent because I'm the lead. So you know they. they Don't be so modest. Don't be so modest. <laughs> they, uh, but anyway, that should be fun, and uh, it's kind of a cool story. I've also, you know, I've got my my book that I wrote in. It was published in 2019. Uh, it's a fantasy series, and it's being printed in in paperback. Uh, in the first quarter of next year. So I've got a few things like that and an album that I recorded with my band some years ago that I'm going to finally put out on vinyl. Right, uh, vinyl. Yeah, for a select, uh, uh, select uh, a release, you know, imminent release, we'll see. But, you know, it's just me kind of... Uh, Stoking the fire as usual. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean, you've had a 40 odd year career and to, to, to still be so sort of enthused and sort of mixing it up with, with books and music, that must be quite exciting for you as an, as an artist in all sense of the words. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I don't expect any uh, grand success from uh, music. I don't suffer from that delusion anymore. I did for a while and like in my 20s and early 30s, but I really enjoy music. Um, and I enjoy playing music. And, you know, it's always been a part of my life. My dad was a trumpet player. So I just kind of, uh, I need to have it. So I always do it a little bit. And writing, I got on that horse and now I can't get off. I have to finish it. So, um, you know, I, it, it keeps me out of trouble because when I'm on set and I have a lot of downtime and, you know, they send me back to my quarters, uh, I can sit there and type away and, you know, stay out of the headlines. Well, that's it. Once you sort of, you start writing something, time just flies by, doesn't it? It's, you know. Yeah. On a good day, on a good yeah, day. Yeah, on a bad day, it stands still. <laughs> yes, indeed. Henry, can I just say, it was an absolute pleasure talking with you and 
thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And anytime, um, I, I had a great time speaking with you. Yeah, no, you too. And again, the movie was great. And I, I wish it all the success that it has. So, so thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for talking to me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Movies in Focus podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope that you tell your friends about it. That's it for this time. And I'll see you at the movies.